This is The Defrag, I'm Christopher Lawson. When we talk about strategies to fight wildfires, often emergency services personnel base their decisions off experience. They can train for the next catastrophic event by learning from the previous ones. But the predictability of fires is changing because of climate change. Fires are getting more severe and more unpredictable. The challenge here is figuring out how to train for a wildfire that could be more severe and more unpredictable than anything seen before. Well, there's a team of researchers working on a solution. It's called iFire, and it uses a mix of artificial intelligence and visual effects. So the best way to explain it is to detail the way we imagine and deal with fires today my name is Dennis Tolfavara. I'm an ARC Laureate Fellow and Executive Director of the iCinema Research Centre at University of New South Wales. So at the moment, we visualise fires as something that happen in a chronological sequence and within a contained area. And we do that through either illustrations that are graphical, usually composed of numerical scales, what we're trying to do with iFire is deal with a whole new generation of fires called wildfires or extreme wildfires, which are different to traditional bushfires, so to speak. We experienced them in 2019 and 20 in Australia, but now they're becoming quite common in North America, in the USA, in the Mediterranean, particularly in Spain, Portugal and Greece, and also in Siberia. Dennis says these kinds of wildfires can be unpredictable. They travel quickly and can span great distances. They can also be so intense that they create their own weather system. And those weather systems can create more fires, allowing the fire to travel even quicker. And it's these sorts of fire events that Dennis wants to understand and learn from. We're developing a way of visualising them that deals with their unpredictability. And to do that, we're engaging with new developments in artificial intelligence that allows us to interpret and analyse the existing fires that have occurred and then developing ways of visualising the dynamics and patterns that they demonstrate. So that's the first thing we're doing. We're depicting the fires in a very accurate way, particularly their unpredictable nature. But then we're allowing users to interact with them so they can better understand how they need to be situationally aware of the complexity and scale of these fires, but also allowing users to work as a team, whether it's in a command and control centre or whether they're firefighters on the front lines, learn how to work together in a way that they're better able to address all these unpredictable dynamics. Presumably for firefighters, that that sort of unpredictability of a, of a fire can be a massive risk to, you know, to lives when they're out there trying to, you know, put out these, um, put out these wildfires and they don't entirely know what the fire is going to do. That's right. So they're extremely dangerous types of fires. So there needs to be a lot more understanding and intelligence about possible behavioural pathways that fires could have, but also firefighters need 
to know how they can interact with the fire in a particular location uh, to rapidly address it um, and also to communicate any uh, developments in other locations to other fire crews. So it, it does involve a very complex set of communications between different fire groups, between firefighters and command and control centres. At the moment, we're only looking at developing over the first year or so a way of visualising the fire so that firefighters and command and control can better understand some of the potential dynamics. In other words, so they're sensitised to unpredictability. The iFire project in its first iteration utilises a 3D cinema. You walk into a circular room and you're surrounded by imagery of an active fire. However, this isn't a recording. It's being generated by an AI that has been trained on data collected in previous fire events. However, as the project evolves, this will become a VR system. You'll be able to put on a virtual reality headset and then find yourself in the middle of a fire event. You can then interact with the fire to see how it would behave if particular actions were taken. We're using 3D virtual production, I guess is what you're referring to, where you have a virtual environment and you have uh, real actors, but in this case, it'll be firefighters or fire planners or fire scientists interacting with the virtual environment. Uh, so the first difference for us is that those virtual environments will be artificially intelligent. So they'll be able to behave in, in an independent way. They won't necessarily behave in the way the production designer has planned for them to behave. So they'll evolve and act in a way to actually enhance sensitization of the performer to their unpredictability. And secondly, we'll also just be using a networking system so people can in visualize the fires but also interact with them uh, from a laptop or from any remote visualization device. So we're looking at an ecology of screens that will allow users to interact with and experience the dynamics of these types of extreme wildfires no matter where they are. And coming up after this short break, we dive a bit more into the data that's being used to train this AI system. Thanks for listening to The Defrag. Our goal with the show is to build a self-sustaining news brand that dives into and explores the intersection of technology, business, politics, and science. For The Defrag to be a true success, we really need your support. We don't want to be reliant on just having to find advertisers, but we do want the core of our content to remain free. Which is why at our website, thedefrag.com, you can support the show by becoming a member of our free newsletter, or you can become a paid supporter. There are membership plans ranging from just $9 a month up to $50 a month, depending on how you want to support the show. And for your support, you'll get a range of different perks, including an ad-free version of the podcast, access to exclusive VIP events and live streams, 
and we'll send everyone that signs up a sticker pack. You can find out more at our website, thedefrag.com. The quality of an artificial intelligence system is all about the data that you feed it. If you train an AI system with bad data, then you get a bad result. So in training their AI, Dennis and the team working on iFire are using data collected from previous fire events to generate and visualise new fires that are unpredictable. So we're looking at uh, using different data sets so that we can provide a range of different experiences of wildfires because wildfires are always specific to a location which means a topography a weather pattern uh, a type of vegetation uh, a type of um, history of fuel load and weather uh, rainfall etc type of soil so we want to have a diversity of case studies for users to interact with and the thing about each of the case studies is part of the artificial intelligence uh, of the virtual environment will be that the virtual environment will not only be unpredictable, but it will learn from its interaction with users. So the more users interact with it, the more it will learn about possible human behaviours, possible human ways of anticipating what it's going to do. Given how much fire, you know, affects communities in a country like Australia, and we spend a lot of time, you know, fighting fires, how do you think that um, this iFire project could be used to change our response to wildfire events? So the ambition is that it will provide better, um, in a small way, provide a resource for firefighters and planners to be better able to address and adapt and manage wildfires but in a larger sense the ambition is also to provide a tool for communities to use it as an app so they can download it and look at their own um, urban fringe if you like and see what impact a wildfire could have there and prepare them for the consequences of that and if it's used in museums and galleries by artists as a tool then it could bring a uh, rather more focused awareness as to the um, the nature of these sorts of fires and the consequences, um, but also the extraordinary dynamism they have. So instead of just looking at a landscape as a pretty picture, we can start looking at landscapes and understanding our position and relationship to them, particularly if uh, we keep on warming the planet. Also making news today, Dyson have announced a new set of headphones that contains this kind of bizarre air purifier on the front. They're called the Dyson Zone, and many journalists actually thought they'd received an early April Fool's joke when the press release came out. But it turns out it's no joke. Dyson has been working on Zone for six years and have gone through more than 500 prototypes. 
finally landing on a design that contains what appears to be a regular set of headphones, but with this visor that arcs around in front of your mouth. Air is sucked through the headphones, filtered and blown around the visor to create a pocket of clean air so that you can breathe in clean air when the rest of the air around you is contaminated. Dyson says the zone will be available in the second half of this year. A report from Global Witness has found that Facebook users who interact with anti-climate change content are being driven towards more extreme disinformation. Facebook has been making efforts to reduce climate disinformation, but Global Witness found that this was having little effect. Global Witness simulated the journey of Facebook users, liking particular pages to see what would happen, and found that in many cases, Facebook's algorithm was recommending more content that contained climate disinformation. Meta told the BBC that they use a combination of artificial intelligence, human review, and input from partners including fact-checkers to address problematic content. And Lotus have announced a new electric SUV called the Electra. It's quite out of character for the company which usually produces two-door sports cars. Lotus claims the five-door Electra has a 600km range with a top speed of 260km per hour and can do 0-100 in 2.95 seconds. The new vehicle will be available from 2023. The Defrag is a production of Lawson Media. The show today was produced and hosted by me, Christopher Lawson. If you'd love to learn more about the podcast or listen to previous episodes, you can head across to our website, thedefrag.com. That's all the news today. I'll be back with more tomorrow.